and welcome to Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In. And this is episode 26. We're like closer to 30 than 20, Mike. Closer to 30. Oh, yeah, 26. Who we got? Who 26, we got? 26, Wade Boggs. Fried chicken. Fried chicken, Before man. Before every game. My double call him, mira el pollo. El pollo, <laughs> mira el pollo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the, the traders nowadays would approve of the fried chicken before every game. No, no, no. But if you're hitting, hey, if you got 3,000 career hits like Wade Boggs, might have to let it slide. Absolutely. Might have to let it slide. Hey, listen, when somebody's doing that good, I don't care. Lo que tú estás haciendo. At any level. That's why, man, back then when, when Ricky Williams was, you know, toking it up before games, but running for 1,800 yards a year, hey, hey. keep doing it, bro. Whatever Who cares? Works. Whatever as long as works. you're not doing PDs, all good. Keep but man, you know, the numbers. as I said, like getting closer to 30, that's 26. Yeah, that's the age when the abuelas start asking, oye, cuando te casa? You know, 26, you're getting when closer you, to 30. When you're having kids. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so we're, dude, 26 episodes, man. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Thank you for everybody, you know, to everybody that's been listening to us. Um, everybody. Awesome. You know, everybody. Thanks. And, and dude, I, I get good feedback from people. The other day, one of the moms goes, hey, just so you know, when we're at the games, I'm listening. People are talking about the podcast. Hey, awesome. I heard this in the podcast. Awesome. awesome. Today, uh, Christy O'Riccio told me, I told her, hey, I'm going to record the podcast after this with Mike. It's like, oh, what are you guys talking about? Today? <laughs> like, I listened to all of them. I had a, a mom from our, our 10U Palmer team, 9U Palmer team, uh, text me. She's like, oh, I'm here at the UM game. There's a group of dads behind, sitting behind me talking about Diamond Dream. Oh, nice, man. <laughs> All good stuff, though. You know, That's she didn't beautiful. report to me anything negative. So whoever that was, appreciate it. Appreciate the love. <laughs> as long as they're talking good, as long right? As they're talking good. That's all we need. But as usual, big shout out to Sammy Love. Thank you for, for the music, Evo Love Music, on social media. Uh, and also, uh, thank you to the Pascuals last week, Carlos and Alex Pascual. Man, that was a blast. Uh, reminiscing there with especially with Carlos, man. I used to every time every time he would do, run one of the practices, and I was a kid. I knew it was gonna be a tough practice. I was like, oh crap. <laughs> and and, and like I told him, I go, hey, my brother Albert. He says he said he hit he hit the hardest grounders at <laughs> you. And one of you heard his kid Alex. He goes, at me it was double right. double hard. Creates toughness. Oh yeah. Creates toughness. You know. Yeah, man. No, it's it's awesome, dude. The stories they told about um about Guille. You and know, again, hitting I, the, coach of uh, just, the Blue Jays. And that's, um, you know, 25 years of academy, and we just had him for an hour. Yep. Like, there's so much. His no, family's and, and got it, a lot of stories. Dude, and it brought back, you know, uh, it, it sent people back in, into the past. Um, you know, and what Alex Alex uh, Delgado has been doing, too. My cousin George, who who played at Pacual, too, he goes, man, you guys made me reach into the archives. And he yes. sent me, like, eight pictures from back then, you know, him playing tournaments yes. and playing playing at Pacual. You see all the Boys pictures of uh, Alex's Alex Delgado's yeah. posted on his Instagram, MYBA Baseball. He's yep. he's got a whole album up there now. Oh, I told my cousin to send it to him. He had yeah. my cousin had a great picture. It was him with Bobby Maduro, uh, Manolo Alvarez, who was a longtime broadcaster, and in the back it got you. So so, dude, it's like baseball Miami baseball royalty. Guy who's still over at the, I think he's still yeah, over I at the boys club over there. over there on thirty second, right? That's amazing. Yeah. So the Christmas trees. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go there for to say what's up at some point. But hey, you know we're gonna talk a little bit of Academy shortly. Some MLB, some WBC. But first, brought to you by Diamond Dreams Miami Academy. Diamond Dreams Miami registration is open for our rookies program. Nice. Beginners ages four to six. We reopened that registration. So if you're a beginner or know anybody who is a beginner that wants to learn the basic fundamentals, 
You got to start now by April. We got a new group starting the first week of April. We'll get you ready to, to play fall ball. You come in after that, can't guarantee a team. But, hey, registration's open. Love to see you. Yep. Hey, bring bring your kids. Bring your kids. Diamond Dreams is a... Uh, the more beginner, the better. Beautiful thing, man. Hey, you know, one of, one of my friends, Isaac, uh, just started his son, and he reached out to me. He goes, hey, Armando, you know, I want to reach out to Mike. Um, my son's seven. He's never played baseball, and he told me, Dad, I want to play baseball. And he's there. He's, he's playing. And, and my, I told my brother, because my brother, uh, I was with my brother and, and one of his best friends, Manny Villarreal, who's the yes, godfather of... Um, of Pre-COVID DD guy. <laughs> Pre-COVID with, uh, with Nicholas and Christian. And we we're all together because he's my brother's youngest uh, godfather. And we okay. baptized her on, on Saturday. And my brother goes, hey, Isaac took his boy to Diamond Dreams. And I told him, yeah, you know, and I told Manny the story. I go, Isaac reached out. Kid seven years old has never touched a baseball, but he told him, Dad, I want to play baseball. So he's there at the academy. And and Manny was like, oh, bro, you know, in seven, you know, playing and all that. And my brother <clears throat> my brother told me, dude, one day I remember, like, talking to Mike about it, and Mike told me baseball is for everybody. Baseball is for everybody. Everybody. And, you know, I, I want to explain what that means, okay? Baseball, especially at this youth age, can't you can't be just about the good players and the winning and, and the stuff like that, you know. And those things are nice, but baseball is for everybody, and every child that wants to play baseball, no matter what their goals are in the future, long term or short term, yep. whether it has anything to do with being a professional baseball player or a college baseball player, they want to play baseball now. It's a sport. It could be a hobby. It could be taken competitive, could be taken recreationally. But the beautiful thing is that you're in the sport. And that's exactly why baseball is for everybody. So we take you, we want you, beginners, experience, whatever. But you come here and you're going to learn the basic fundamentals. No, and, and look, and you, you never know. Yeah, you know, you could use it as a, as a hobby to learn discipline and all that. But how many players started later, you know? Yeah. SP. SP. He says, I started yep. at seven years old yep. playing organized baseball. I knew a guy, uh, Joel Rodriguez, who played at La Salle with me. The kid was awesome. He's called Benau. And, dude, he started at 10 years old. Yeah. And he played high school baseball yeah. very competitively, yeah. and he hit almost 400. So You know, when it comes to player development, <clears throat> every kid is different. You know, I personally was a late bloomer. You know, I didn't get hair under my arms until Armando. I got to FIU as a freshman. So I grew... Four inches, I put on 15, 20 pounds of muscle, and then that converted me to being the, a different baseball player than what I was before that. Everybody peaks at different times. You got some kids, four, five, six-year-olds that really have it figured out. And they get to that seven, eight kid pitcher, they're kind of a little bit of a struggle. They're all different. But the beautiful thing is at some point, it's all going to even out. It's all going to balance out. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because oh yeah, until, until I was 10, on your mandito tremendo prospect, <laughs> <laughs> I, I peaked at ten. I was decent after, but when I got to high school, Amanda, I was like, you see man, it. different but, level, but dude. You, you see it, you see it, and you're gonna see it now. Believe it or not, you'll start seeing it even with the younger kids now. When Anderson, when he moves up to six and under, you're gonna start seeing little by little, like as the kids progress and get bigger and stronger, kids fall behind. Yeah, you know, but baseball's for everybody. I remember somebody was saying, you know, that they've seen kids that. Parecían, you know, and they were just, you know, or vice versa. You know, it's like you never know. Amanda, what happened just to you at 10 it. years old happened to me at 25. It's going to happen to everybody at some point. 
I was a 25-year-old, 24, about to be 25, and in, in, in double A, backing up Michael Bourne, a 19-year-old. You understand? So at some point, the game ends it for you. You know what I mean? But some sooner than later. You know? Yep. <laughs> hey, I kept playing through high school, and, I, and I was good. But when I, when I was a kid, man, I, I was yeah. something else. <laughs> at some point, uh, at some point, you know, it, uh, no, I know. You used to fly. That I know. No, and kids used, used to, to put the band the ball. Well, the parents used to hate for their kids to hit, hit it to me at shortstop because I played shortstop first. Vacuum. Dude, I was like diving catches and then, you know, second base, igual. And now you're a T-ball championship manager. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I, make, I made some sort of a, an adjustment, something in the game or whatever. And BB tells me, hey, Pepe Torre, good Very job. Guys, big time. Good job. Amandito's big time, man. He's got five Emmys and uh, he's a big time T-ball slash coach yeah. pitch. Now coach. we're going to start coach pitch. <laughs> Even though... <clears throat> I got a little bit of the yips yesterday. It's okay. But, hey, that, that's fine. But, um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more academy in a little bit. But, you know, let's let's talk about MLB World Baseball Classic, Mike. You know, everybody's into this World Baseball Classic. It's It's been nice seeing the passion of these fans. You know, I, I, I ran into some people the other day. I didn't know you. And I hadn't seen them in a long time. Some good friends of mine that they're boxing promoters. And they're like, vamos para Clásico. Everybody's going para Clásico. Oh wait, no, classic. They they dude, they're going some somebody told me the other day, man, I'm I haven't seen Marlins Park like that ever. You know, with the, the Venezuela Dominican game. Um it, it's amazing seeing these fans that might not show up during the MLB season that are showing up for this and showing a lot of passion for their countries. A lot of pride, man. A lot. There's a lot of pride, you know, when you're watching this game, you know, you're watching it on TV. There's a constant buzz in the stadium. Like it's not quiet. Like they're not being right. quiet. Like their their culture there and the the way number one that they love their countries, you know, the Dominicans and the Puerto Ricans love their islands, you know, the Venezuelans. These people love their country, man. Despite whatever, they love their country, and this is an opportunity for them. I, I feel to come on and support as a one. As one, you know, because every player in the roster is representing your country. You're there from your country. It kind of unifies it, which is very different from the MLB situation because you may have one or two in the roster, but dude, you got a whole 25, 30 man roster here of people from your country. Yep. And then the players, the way that they get along is awesome because they're all from the same country, the same, you know, I can imagine, like, just we've seen the videos, you know, but, you know, I love seeing the, 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 the stadium packed. Dude, I, I, I I love yeah. the passion. I love the culture. Um, and, man, those rosters are stacked, Armando, to the rack, you know? Well, let's see what happens. USA, big one yesterday. Look at USA getting housed by Mexico housed the by other Mexico. day. Wait, you got to play the game. But they, they came back and big big one yesterday. You got you to put the uniform on and play the game in the conditions and oh, yeah. uh, see what happens. No, and some uh, some big stories in in the uh, in the baseball classic, man, ju the other day Japan was playing Czech, Czech Republic. They had a guy named Andrej Satoria. He's an electrician, five foot eight, can't throw more than seventy nine miles per hour, and he struck out Shohei Otani, one of the best, what top five baseball players? Probably the best baseball. Well, player. the best all around, <laughs> but hitting hitting wise, what top five? Yeah, top five. And he struck him out. <laughs> so, so like he said, man, anything could happen, and it anything gives. Can happen. It's giving a platform to some of these guys that um that we don't 
we don't get they don't when is that guy gonna face a guy like Otani ever again? Ever. That's a story for him. That guy once once are eliminated, he's going back to the Czech Republic, i.e., you know, yeah. and telling every customer about this or raising his price. He's gonna have to raise <laughs> his price a little bit. But Amando, how about the kid from Nicaragua? Oh, the twenty one year old. He came and out, he, he struck out Juan Soto. Yep. He struck out uh Devers. Yep. And someone else. And within 17 seconds of the game being over, he had the, he had the minor league deal with the Detroit Tigers. Love it. And I shared this on my Instagram, and I put, opportunities are everywhere. And they are. Because you never know who's watching. You never, you never know. know who's there. You never know. You never know nothing. Can you imagine the scramble for the Detroit Tigers to get that kid signed on the spot? Think about that scramble for them. Hey, go get this kid right now. And think about that. No, and you and, know, and, and that's you, big time. And you, know, you said um, opportunities are everywhere. You said you never know. You never know who's um, who's watching. And you know, SP SP said the uh, oh Julio Rodriguez was J Rod. J Rod. Wow. Jesus so the, Christ. The, the, <laughs> he struck out three guys making. God knows Millions, how much money. Almost a billion dollars between the three of them. My God, and 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 you know what SB said one time about going to the wrong. Remember, he said he went to the wrong game, and then he drove like six hours or when something. He saw the catcher when he saw the to look at one kid. He yep. ended up signing another kid who's still in the in the bigs. Yep. And if it, and if that wouldn't have happened, or or he stayed something like that, but he wouldn't have been at the game. Was was the point? And he saw this kid pitch, and the kid's still in the majors. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, I'm really happy for that for that kid, man, from Nicaragua, man. That's that's a that's a life life changing. I don't absolutely. know how the Nicaraguan professional baseball league is. I don't know how that works financially, your money, stuff like that. But the fact that the kid signed the contract immediately oh, yeah. probably says it's a better situation hey. here. God, God bless him, man. Awesome. Oh, man, I man. hope he makes it to the big leagues. Me I too, hope man. He does. Me too, because he you struck know? out some some big time some guys. Big names. Big names. So that that's a big story. You know, Japan being dominant also a bit, another story. And one that I I loved the other day, uh, Joe Lasorsa, left-handed pitcher for Italy. He comes in, bases loaded against the Netherlands. Italy was winning, but but he came in in a jam and bases loaded. He he inherits three hitters with no outs, and he gets the three outs, strikes out the last hitter, and he comes out. Pumping his chest. Yeah, and he goes, I am him. I am him. <laughs> and, and, dude, it was, it was beautiful. And, and Anderson was watching it. He, he, saw, he saw how much fun he's having. That's, that's, how, you, that's how you play the game, you know. And, and, and that, that's like one of those things that Joel Sorsa. when is he going to have that moment ever again? Never. You know what I mean? Never. Never. And, that, and that's what people need to understand. Like, there's I, – I, I find the classic different from MLB. The behaviors, and I think it all has to do with, like I said, the roster just being from those countries. So you have to have a lot of leeway for these people to have a lot of pride in what they're doing on the field. And I love to see that emotion, Armando. Yeah, I love to see it, especially after success. Okay, that's a big success. Guy came in with bases juiced, got out of it. That's big time success. You know what I'm saying? And I love to see it, man. I love to see it. You know, it's a shame that this thing only comes every four years. You know what I mean? Um, because this thing is is really good, and and man, ticket sales. <laughs> These tickets are going for a ridiculous amount of price, amount of money. Yep. You know, and that's good, man. Happy for the Marlins. Maybe with the money we're making here, we can sign someone. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, and we'll you talk know? Marlins in, in a little bit, but but you you hit the nail on the head, Mike. Um, you know, it, it 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 creates that World Cup atmosphere, and I, I covered soccer for for a very long time, and I have you know friends from that world that are. 
Argentinian from Spain from from different countries and um you know they um do they the passion they show man like and and they and you know and, and it's not only it's not only for for the World Cup it's for Copa America for for all these Copa Copa Oro like the Mexican fans go crazy you know anytime USA plays Mexico in 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 a and in the you know the elimination stage um man it's 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 a passion like none other and you're seeing this with the classic and and you know and and i i think that every, with every classic it builds up more and more and more and i and i think that it's going to get to the point that mlb needs to treat this i i think a lot you know bigger than how they're treating it. I mean, they're they're giving a good treatment. Don't get me wrong, but this could be next level, man. Because for some of these countries like Puerto Rico, Dominican, um, there is no soccer. They're not gonna go to the World Cup. Cuba, uh, other other countries as well. You know, Venezuela has a decent soccer team, but not World Cup level. This is their World Cup. This is the World Cup. This is it for them. Um Amando, I'm not uh, anything that has to do with MLB and making big decisions and trying to create opportunities. I don't think this commissioner is the guy. Armando, I love everything you're saying, but I don't think this guy's the guy. This guy's taken away from us. Oh no, absolutely. He's taken away game time. He's taken away stadium time. You know, like I don't know, man. Like th this, this should be the biggest event. The other thing you have is is the issue with the pitching and when should they do it and when should they not do it. Um, I think these players got to be ready to go at all times. Absolutely, they know plenty. Of, they know plenty. Like Max Scherzer was like, "Oh, you know, if they did it, you know, in the middle of the season or the end of the season, you know, I would be, you know, more ready because if I do it now, it's a big gamble for my arm." Well, if you know you're going to participate in this, then you need to get ready. You need to get ready a little bit sooner. You know, and I want to want to touch on something you said about the World Cup atmosphere. The last time I believe the championship was, um, I believe it was USA Puerto Rico. Am I correct on that? I believe so. Right. Okay. So, um, Puerto Rico lost, and the next day the USA players went back to spring training. Okay, and I remember Jones, the center fielder for the USA team, he was with Baltimore at the time. He said something about Yadier Molina that not being in spring training that he went. To his country because his country, but they had a demando party. They waited for them at the airport because, well, for that country being second place in the slash world baseball classic world cup is big time. Yep. You know what his answer was? We're here to celebrate this with our country. It's unfortunate that you don't know what that means. Wow. That was his answer to him, you know? And Puerto Rico's part of the United States, I get it, but it's their island, it's their country, right? And those Latin American countries, I think they show so much more pride, Armando. They do. They show so much more pride. Um, and I think it has to do because they come from nothing. Armando, these guys, they come from nothing. They play you know, look at that Venezuelan team. If you if you go up to them and you talk to them and ask them about, tell them to show you where they grew up and how yep. they trained. The Mando, when I went to the Dominican Dominic. Republic, when I worked in the, with, with with David Meter, the A Sports agent, I went to the Dominican Republic, and we go and we watch these guys train. The weights that they're using are water bottles filled with rocks. The bigger water bottles filled with more rocks. They're heavier and they do it. They do their shoulder exercise. They do their thing. Nothing fancy. You know, 
And that's why they have that passion, because they've been able to get to the same level as the people from USA, but coming from nothing. Okay? And yeah, there's people in the USA that come from nothing, but it's not that type of nothing. It's not. It's just not. You know, and you don't, you don't know unless you've been there in the trenches like I have and seen how these people have to live. Like, it's not. Like, coming from nothing here in the United States is not like coming from nothing from Dominican Republic or Venezuela. It's not. It's nope. completely different. Yeah, I remember covering, you know, soccer and boxing in, in Mexico and and going up to um to a mountain to um to see um Antonio Margarito train, Eric Morales train up in uh, it's called El El Centro Tomi. And I remember on my way there, I just saw man, I saw poverty big time. And I remember coming back and, and telling my wife Hannah, I'm like I'm like, babe, I haven't seen, I've never seen poverty like that ever. I it's mean, tough. I, you know, when, when I had like little, little kids, like, <clears throat> like Anderson's age coming to me, you know, like selling, selling chicle or yeah. trying to, you know, fruit, do whatever, frutica, whatever they can fruit cup or whatever. to, uh, you know, to make a, 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 you know, a few bucks for their family. And then they would go back to, you know, a little casita there and some of them didn't even have a roof. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck is this, man? So, so yeah, when 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 some of these people, you know, they they come from um come from poverty like that, you know, and they they excel and they they win something big for their country because there's a lot of pride. There's a lot of country pride, I think, in um in in the Latin American countries. It's 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 a big party. It's I guess huge, celebrate, you know. You have to celebrate it. You have to celebrate. It's a huge accomplishment. It's a huge accomplishment, and you know. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here, man. Oh, my God, that Venezuelan team is stacked. That's so stacked. And that the Puerto Rican they're, team. They're very and, uh, stacked. You know, USA team. and But, hey, Japan, man. So disciplined, so good. Shohei Otani, so good. See what happens. But you're, you wait. were talking about these two teams. Um, I'll touch on Venezuela first. They're playing well. Playing well. But um, I got a little bit of beef. Um these unbuttoned jerseys. Yeah, I gotta clean. That What's up, up with that, man? Look, um, that's fine. You wanna um, party? You wanna you wanna show off? You wanna pump your chest? I get it. You could do all that. But dude, there's nothing like a baseball uniform, well put, like a well buttoned, being that baseball uniform. You you gotta look classy. And Maggie Cabrera, who's their elder statesman on the team. Button to the top. Well done. Jose Altuve knows better, bro. Jose Altuve knows better. Like five button, like yeah, uno está bien. Like three, uh, four, you know, I five. I don't, I don't have a problem with the top <laughs> button because, you know, um, I like, I always to the That's top. fine. Right. But, um, you know, top button, like, some people don't like around the neck. They, you know, they, they take off the top button and I get it. But once you go into that. Button two, <laughs> button two. These you're are, looking these like guys, a little bit of a clown to me. The, but then when you get to then when four. you get to button three and four, you, to me you're a super clown. But then when the guy closes the game and he turns around and that shit is unbuttoned all <laughs> the way to his belt, bro, there should be a fine for that. Absolutely, Armando, listen to it's me. Embarrassing. Professional athletes, regardless of everything we just said, the pride, can see your country, can see the way you do things, can see no, 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 no. You got to wear your uniform the yep. right way. And I can't stress it enough. Like, you have to wear your uniform the yep. right way. You know how you have to wear your uniform? Like, Mike Trout wears it. Like, Miguel Cabrera wears it. Like, Shohei Otani wears it. 
what these guys are clowns. And let me tell you, Jose Altuve, he should know better. He knows better. He should know. But, Come on. but, 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 Jose Altuve has been a part of a couple clown shows in the major leagues. Absolutely. So don't take him out of that clown a little bit section with the don't throw my jersey. You can see the tattoo. You can see the buzzer. You can see the signs. You know, and now pulling this stunt, I don't know, man. Th- those things for me, they're taintful. You know, they, they they taint things, and I don't like it. Look, I like uniformality. I, I don't care. Look, if you, Mike Quintana is the manager of the Venezuelan team. We're baseball classic. You guys are having fun. Tremendo country pride. But your closer just closed the game completely unbuttoned. What's no. going to happen to him the next game? What's going to happen to him? Uh, me as a manager. You as a manager. Oh, he's going to get reamed, Bobby. Bobby, and he, he's, and he's, not, and he's, he's not playing. Not. He's, he's not playing not. the next game. No, he's probably not. He's, he's probably not. You know, it's funny. I, I don't know in these situations how tough the managers can be. It, it doesn't seem like. Or it should be. It doesn't <laughs> seem like there's tough. any toughness. No, right? no. But. If the, my academy, a ten year old kid, I see the button, I'll probably button, button it up. You know what I'm saying? Or I, I listen, Mike, I make listen, my kids it, I make my kids fix their uniforms all the time. Oh yeah, it oh happened, yeah tuck your shirt in, oh yeah, it, pull your pants up higher, oh yeah, straighten oh. out your hat all the time. I don't know how but I was gonna me, say look, I t- wouldn't even get that far. If with me it wouldn't even get that far. Brother, today we had practice, T ball. My my team was practicing the one of the kids, you know, I get it. They're they're little, they go in, you know, his shirt was tucked out. And I grabbed them, and I took their shirt in, right and away. I go, baseball players play with their shirts tucked in. And their in. hats on straight. Absolutely. On straight. I got a lot of invisible socks lately, though. We got a lot of see-through socks lately. <laughs> <laughs> I had to tell some people, hey, you got to wear socks. You're like, yeah, hey, I'm seeing ankles. Ankle What's socks don't that? work. Ankle socks means you're out of uniform. You know, ankle socks mean you're out of uniform. We got to clean that up a little bit. But, yeah, I agree with you, Armando. I think that that, that whole jersey thing to me was, uh, when I saw it, I was like, wow, that guy's a clown. Well, yeah, these... Yeah. Uniforms, I mean, I, I know it's an article of clothing, but it's bigger than that. It's it's history. Mm-hmm. It's team pride, yep. country pride. Mm-hmm. You're the, Amando. Oh, yeah, that Venezuela Amando. across your chest exactly. should mean something. Right. And you're t- yeah. now, you have it torn in 20 half. 20 years from now. What is that? 20 years from now, they're showing highlights of this game. Can't erase that. You can't. Can't modify that and button it up through the TV and, and yeah, make but it uh, I'm, I'm sure the guy thinks it's super. Oh, he cool. thinks it's a super cool thing. Yeah, but then he looks like a clown. By also, let's see a, a New York Yankee doing that. I mean, Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it won't happen. Can't even have a beard. No, you can't. Won't happen. And then the other team, Puerto Rico, perfect game against Israel, man. Eight innings. I loved it. I loved it. So, Mike, something interesting happened. So, it's a perfect game that ended with a walk off because rule. of the run rule. I love it. What do you think about that? You know what? I, I've i never really thought about a run rule in the big leagues until I saw that it's in the rules for the WBC. And as I was talking to you before, Armando, I, don't, I can't remember, and you maybe mentioned the last time it happened, which was Yankees-Boston. How long ago was that? But I can't remember watching a game where there's a, there's a home team or a visiting team, doesn't even matter, down by more than three, and they make a comeback. It's very rare, 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 especially because of the bullpens, the way things are set up. So, you know, I'm kind of okay with that rule. Was it 10 runs in the eighth and you're knocked out? Kind of okay with that in the in this type of tournament setting because you get to save arms. And then if you have that in the MLB, you're going to save arms as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm open to, to a knockout rule in the big leagues. I'm super open to it. 
I think it's. I think it might be necessary. You know, hey, that might have been a better solution than the the, the, the clock. You know it, what I mean? It, it it might be. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know about a um, a knockout rule just because of you know they're, they're trying to create create parity. But could you could you imagine a, a, an MLB team getting knocked out? How how bad that looks for no, it looks terrible <laughs> for team parity. I mean, not not that they well, not, Mondo, that, there have been not, some not games, that they care too much the, about it because of, but, the, of the payrolls. But there, there there have been some games in the big leagues that are like twenty twenty something. To two, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like those games, you know. Yeah, one of those games that's getting out of hand like that. Yeah, like I don't, I don't see, t- I don't see teams scoring ten runs. <laughs> Imagine twenty runs. Yeah, so you know, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I'd be open to it. I'd be open to it. I like to see what they can come up with, but I'd be open to it. I like how it worked out in the WBC. I was good with that, especially in a tournament setting where you have to save the arms, back to back games like that. I'm cool with that. No, in WBC, I'm I'm good with it, and and it it, it saves teams from from some embarrassment because. Puerto Rico could have scored a, a bunch more runs on on that Israel team. I think they they let up a little bit. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I, they were mentioning it in in the in the USA game. Taming, you know, they got on some of these young Canadian pitchers. That nineteen year old kid, so yeah, got jumped racked. all over him. But see, there were some good memes. <laughs> oh yeah, um, Great Britain took no time to make their uniforms, huh? Bro, what was that? That was pretty bad. <laughs> the first meme I see it says like somebody no, opened sorry. Microsoft Word on Ariel. And said este mismo, Did Great you Britain. see the, the guy when he rubbed his jersey yesterday, the pitcher, and yeah. the tee fell off? <laughs> I, I said, I, I somebody yesterday, I, I, and I think it was at the DD practice, or, or some. I, I heard somebody say, um, we were talking about the uniforms. I, you, I don't know if you might have been there. Or was, somebody said the, the, the English, the British class ended with the Queen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ended with like, the Queen. They took no that time. Mano, they took no time to do what, what was that, man? All gray and let's go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've seen. Well, I've know, seen uh, that's why they're getting rocked, you know? The, the DD uniforms are much better. Oh, much better. Cleaner. Nice logo. <clears throat> I saw the Great Britain. They should have oh, called Jenny man. Quintana they for, for uniforms. They should have helped her out. They needed help. Oh, Great, yeah. Great Britain, oh yeah. <laughs> Better uniforms next time. Oh, Come yeah. on, big time. I know, I know you. I know you guys do the the soccer, the um, the the lacrosse. No, I don't we know, even lacrosse. What else the do they baseball. do? What other what other polo? Whatever else they play. We gotta get those for uniforms baseball. Better. Nice uniforms, man. Come on. World Baseball Classic once every four years. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> That's un papelazo. Come on now. But spring training. MLB right around the corner. The Marlins, I think the Marlins listen to they have the to be. DD Miami podcast. Kim, Kim, Kim's listening. Yep, Julie Gabriel. Finally, Finally, after months, we were saying that's that signing made way too much sense, Mike. No, it was a good signing, but way you know, I, I think on their end, I think on their end, um, they saved some money by waiting this long. So um, it worked out. Luckily, nobody creeped in a school. They got him for three point five million. Yeah, they would have signed him at the beginning of the offseason. Probably would have been six, seven million. Hey man, so, Jose Iglesias. Yeah, Jose Iglesias is going to be nice. You know, he's yeah. going to hold it down defensively. Offensively, he'll have some long at bats and help us out. But listen, I think those moves help us. I think they help us. Listen, aside aside from from the um, from the production on field, we the the veteran leadership is much needed in on this team. Ipade Guanito. Absolutely. You know, you got to, this guy Gudiaz got what, two rings? Yeah, Julie's won, he's won some rings. Uh, The guy's experience, you know, the the, the young kids, they need, they need guys like that. Remember Iglesias spent all those years with Detroit, with Miguel Cabrera, with all those superstars over there. And that guy, that's a nice sign. Two Cuban guys, um, 
You're my. That, that's why. That's why I always. Uh, I, I like. I like when they were talking about Justin Turner, and not because Justin Turner is going to come out and produce like crazy this year. I think he signed with Boston, but because he would have provided veteran leadership yep. on the team. You know, a team a team that needs uh, a voice, which yeah. they didn't have last year. You yeah. know. It's gonna be nice, um, you know. And they brought in, you know, the the guy's second base. He's on my fantasy team. I won the batting title, and I'm excited. You know, I'm excited for opening day, and uh, I think these signings are gonna help them. I don't think it's enough, but it's gonna help them. It, it's something. It's it's something. You know, I think uh, I'm gonna say it again. I think not signing Trevor Bauer was a missed opportunity. Japan. He's going to Japan to make four million dollars, which is good. But I think it's an injustice that nobody signed that guy. That's an injustice. It's an injustice. That guy's a great pitcher. That guy's a Cy Young Award winner, and the guy's a top five and pitcher what, in the what, big leagues. What was it that Manfred said when they and asked him? When they asked him, he said he's got to learn Japanese. Manfred's a dick. <laughs> he's not a nice guy. Listen, man, um, I think it's a mistake. I think the Marlins should have signed Trevor Bauer, $4 million, and we'd have two Cy Youngs back-to-back. Yep. That, that would have put us in contention. Could, could you imagine that rotation? Well, and we, we talked about it. I can. Nasty. I, I can imagine. I've been talking about it for a long time. And I think that, um, I think it's unfortunate. And, but I think that he deserves a second chance. So Mike, you, you played, you played in the, in the minors, you know, you, you, um, you, you saw these guys, you know, through, through spring training and all that, you know, talk about some of these kids that, that go to spring training, they show up, they, they do their thing. But then, you know, teams trying to, you know, keep them in, in that control, right. you know, they, they keep them from the bigs. Um, I want to mention some guys, namely from, you know, the Marlins, Nassim Nunez. Guy sold 70 bases last year in the minors. Could you imagine how, how much that kid could help this year? Yeah. I mean, look, those guys, those guys, you know, they, they deserve looks, man. They yep. deserve looks, you know, um, they did well in spring training. The Marlins had a bunch of guys that came out and did well, you know. Um, but hopefully, hopefully they don't play with these kids' clocks too much, man. I don't like when they do that. I think that if you deserve to be there, you deserve to be there. Um, but let's see what happens, man. There's a lot of good young players. Uh, I think there. I think this kid would excel with the yep. new rules. Also, the Yankees, Jason Dominguez. Oof. Man, I know the kid's young, but he's your phenom. And last year, something clicked with that kid. You know, there, there were a couple years that, you know, I don't Un niñito. It was un niño, like literally un niño. And it finally clicked for him last year, and he was ripping Oppo to the, to the you know, like you were talking about Mike Schmidt hitting it to, to the to the gap. In the gap. And, and now he's coming out in, in spring training and just tearing it up for the Yankees. He's looking like like a stud of studs. You know, John, John Boy Media. Yeah. Um, they came out with shirts that say, that says, let the kids play. Um, Jason Dominguez, Anthony Volpe, Peraza, let them play. It seems like we're let in them a, play. It seems like we're in a 1996 situation again with the Yankees, where you have these four young kids. Remember that was when Jeter came up yeah. with all these guys, right? Jeter came um, up in 95, 95 96. Right, he was starting, but those four guys, yeah, yeah. right, Mariano and Posada, yep. right? They came up together. Yep. Um, Core four. These these guys are ready. I'm telling you, Jason Dominguez has been big hype since they signed him. You know, I've been keeping up with him. I got a couple of his rookie, his little cards, baseball yeah, cards. Yeah, well, I, I bought a few. Yes, got to get him, <laughs> gotta get him early. Got to get him early. And, um, man, the kid's the real deal. The, the, the real way deal. the ball sounds. Yeah. Like, the, the, the bat, the, 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 
the bat and like to the ball. That that sound is impressive. Amando, what's the Yankee plan right now? Who's at first? What's the what's the Yankee plan? What at first is Rizzo. Okay, Rizzo. Second. At second, it's gonna be Glaber because short is gonna be Peraza. I, I I think Volpe should play short. Okay, what's but gonna up put with, We're not gonna stick with Donaldson at third, are we? They're talking about Lemayhew at third. Which I'm, which I'm, I'm okay, okay with. That. I'm okay I'm with okay. that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with LeMahieu. I'm okay with that. And then, and then you got uh, on in the okay uh, in the outfield. That's so you got Judge, Stanton, Stan, Judge, and uh, and Harrison Bader. But but let's say let's say you put Stanton to DH. Who are you gonna throw out there? Aaron Hicks. No. Papelasso. No, no. Jason Dominguez. Jason Dominguez. Yeah, that's the guy. I w- mind you, I would put, I would put uh, the days that that LeMahieu. That Stanton plays on the field. You could DH LeMayhew. Yep. You could put Peraza, Volpe. Yep. And uh, and Glaber. Yeah. Let the kids play. Yeah. Let the kids play, man. Like, what is that kid gonna do in the minors? They're just they're just playing with the clock, Armando. They're playing with the clock. That's what they do. And and the, and the Yankees the, the Yankees have the money, bro. Get get no hold on. You know, like Jason Dominguez deserves to be in the bigs. I I want to get. I have a. We have a dad in the in the academy. Michael Molini works for Wasserman Group represents a lot of MLB players. I want to get him on the show. I want to get into details about this whole clock thing. I want to understand it, the numbers and, and what it means. Because I know once that clock starts, you go back to the minors, you're making a lot more money. You know what I mean? So I want to get the ins and outs of that. I'm gonna have we're gonna to talk to him see so we get him on. We'll I know I always know. go back to the same thing and I <laughs> I always mention Andrew Jones ninety six World Series tearing up the Yankees those first two games. The kid was eight, 18, eighteen years old. Yeah. Eighteen and Nino and I remember A Rod when they would, they would bring him up, send him back down, mm-hmm. bring him up. He was sitting two fifty, and Penella goes, "Hey, yeah, they handle. Mm-hmm. He needs to stay in the big club." And the rest was history. The rest was history. Jason Dominguez, the way he's playing, deserves to be in the big club. They're, it's probably not going to happen. Realistically, they'll send him down to Double A, Double A. Maybe they'll bring him up later in the year. But man, this kid deserves to be in the big. Deserves to be there, man, and. Uh you know, again, I just wish teams wouldn't play with clocks like that, man. You and look know, at Volpe, man. Like, the kid, aside from the fact that he he plays really well, the kid respects the game. The other day, Lou Pinella was there before the game, and he went up to him, like, understands the history of the team. Lou, A, you know, had a conversation with him. Awesome. There's a picture of him as a little boy with Derek Jeter. The, the, the kid has respected the game since he was a little boy. That kid is at the cusp of becoming a star in the bigs, and the because Yankees. and because you want to hold back, is let him play. Let him play, John Boy. Like John Boy says, let the kids play. I agree. Let I the agree. kids play. Like I said, billionaire, billion dollar corporations shouldn't shouldn't be toying around como, with como era, some thousands uh, of dollars. In bad news bears, when the hey the Astros are about to play, yeah. get off the field, yeah. let them play, yeah. let yeah. them play. So let good. the kids play. So good. I agree. And talking about the kids. You have some, hey, your 10U team? Proud of them. You know, we uh, registered in the Super NIT, uh, perfect nice. game, Super NIT, and nice. uh, we came out. It's a three-game guarantee, single-game elimination tournament. So we played the first two games. We got rocked a little bit the first game. Um, we made nine errors, Armando. Nine errors. Jesus Christ, terrible. But that's going to happen, you know, and uh, it was the right time. I got them after the game. They ran into a little bit of a wall with me after the game. <laughs> If you know what I mean. Um, and they got there two days later. And we beat the Cooper City Chiefs, 
8-7, which is the team that ended up winning the tournament. We came out the next day. We beat the Miami Gamblers, travel team here from Miami. Nice, solid team. We beat them 14-8. And then we came out Saturday morning, and we lost in the semis to the PLO Bulldogs. Great game. A couple errors there, you know, kind of costed it. But, you know, as you get older and you go into these competitive tournaments and the deeper you get into these tournaments, man, you got to play good baseball, Armando. Yeah, it's at the point where you make an error with two outs, and it's you know what's coming. Oh yeah, you know you walk that guy with two outs, and you know what's coming. It's it's amazing, you know. And but I'm super proud of them. They went two and two in the tournament. Um, super proud of them. They're really beginning to put it together offensively. Um, but you know, they got a lot to learn. But I'm super proud of them. And then our six U team as well was in the tournament, lost in the semi. Super proud of them. You know, they got a long way to go, but uh, super proud of them. Going out there and competing uh, on weekends, you don't have to because you want to is very nice. And I appreciate that. And I, as my old man would say, the puede lejos being a hit. Oh, no. Fact. That's like, the, <laughs> that's a rule. Fact. That's it an happens. unwritten rule. It's going to happen every time. Yeah, no. And speaking of, um, of, of Diamond Dreams Academy, man, um, T ball, they're transitioning to coach pitch. I saw, I saw some big things uh, from some of the teams. Um, Gold was hitting some home runs. Mm-hmm. I saw man, great game yesterday. Six four yesterday with uh with green, green and gold six four. You know, um, Vela's team also went coach pitch. You know, and now now we're we're going coach pitch. Team, Everybody's team, going coach team pitch. Team Gray's got three wins in a row. Team man, Gray. Team Gray. You know, Uguito, Uguito, Uguito. But I'll tell you what, um, the the transition. I like seeing the transition from T ball to coach pitch, and because first step of reality kicks in. You know what I mean? After T-ball, it's the first step of reality. Swing and miss. Coach makes a bad throw. Blame the coach. You know what I mean? You get your strikeout. And then, you know, we went hybrid this week where we give three pitches on the T. A lot of strikeouts on the T because it's not yeah. it's not that easy just to get the three pitches and say, oh, give me the T. I'm going to hit off the T. And you're probably better off getting a fourth pitch. Yeah. No, it, ha- I mean? it, ha- it happened today. Um, so, we, we were practicing. A couple kids, they missed their first Three or four or five, and then I put the team to you know speed up practice. You're out, and they hit they hit it. <laughs> That's why I'm hit saying the team. But we love the transition. We love being a part and being able to facilitate that for the kids. Um, and here in Diamond Dreams, you know, we love we love that transition from T-ball to coach pitch, coach pitch to kid pitch. Those those transitional months and, and summers are are huge. Very grateful. A lot of fun. Absolutely, man. And and now. To talk about, uh, oh, I'm, I'm looking now at, this is live as it's happening, right? Manny Machado just hit a 437-foot home run. Jesus <laughs> Christ, that's far. Against Israel. Wow. Casa Carajo. Israel's probably going to be Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I opened up my, uh, my Twitter to see if there was anything new to report with the Miami Dolphins. As you know, the, I always tell people, the, the football season never, never ends. Never ends. Um, the off season starts and base and football is back and you know, it just starts all over again. And, and as you guys know, diehard Miami Dolphins fans, yep. the Miami oh, yeah. Dolphins make a splash on yep. Sunday. Sure do. Jalen Ramsey for nothing. You get a <laughs> pro bowler, one of the best cornerbacks to, to put together with another one of the best cornerbacks, Xavier mm. Howard, and you gave up. Nothing. And when I say nothing, they gave up a third-round pick that they got via trade. Yep. So it wasn't even your third-round pick. 
and they gave up Hunter Long, a tight end, que cuando lo ponían se le caía la pelota. Yep. So you gave up nothing for Jalen Ramsey, who wanted to be here, and he said, I've been wanting this right. for a long time. So there's nothing better than a guy that wants to play for your team, that wants to be here, a superstar. You put him, Xavier Howard, Javon Holland. I was checking Twitter because Jordan Poyer, one of the starting safeties for the Buffalo Bills, says he wants to play in a state with no state income tax. Florida. And he also said he was looking forward to going to Tua's birthday party <laughs> and seeing Coach Mike. So, not this Coach Mike. Coach not this Mike Coach McDaniel. Mike. So, guys that want to be here. And then you get David Long, linebacker, Tennessee. Kid's a stud. He was, I think, ranked fourth against a run as yep. far as linebackers. Two years, $11 million. Mike, he signed with the Dolphins for two, for two years. He's getting what people thought he was going to get for one year and free agency. Wow. But he wanted to be here. Nothing like that want. Nothing like that want in capital letters. Exactly. You know what I mean? Love that. Amando, we have two amazing receivers, which, by the way... Um, Tyreek Hill restructured his contract. Did you see Help that? Help the team. Help the team out. So he's going to get a $24 million bonus and a million dollar salary. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Um, and we have Jalen Waddle. Waddle, right? So we got two McDaddy receivers, two McDaddy quarterbacks. But who? how are we going to get the ball to these receivers, Armando? Tua. He has to stay healthy. Armando, they picked up he his twenty. They, they picked up his $23 million option. I, I, like, I, like, I like that, that they did that because it's cheap. It's cheap. You're getting him at $23 million while Daniel Jones is signing with the Giants for 40 Yeah, but what's going to happen after they met Palo? But that's what I think this team... What's going to happen after the first hit? What's going to happen after the first my, concussion protocol? He's got to retire. My, my, Mike White. Mike White. <laughs> Mike White's team. But, I, but, Mike, I think this team is making these moves because they know that that window to win is small. It's very small. Because two isn't going to be around for very long if he doesn't learn how to fall. If he learns how to fall, he could extend it a few years. If he doesn't, he's going to be out really soon. And next year, you're going to have to do something else. I think they're banking on 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 having those two studs at receiver, a Mike McDaniel. I think they're going to either draft or sign another running back. They re-signed Mostert and Jeff Wilson today. Um, they, um, they're going to build the line. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to sign a couple more guys. And that defense, that defense might, once it's said and done, and I'm not only saying personnel on the field, I'm talking about Vic Fangio, who came in as defensive coordinator, one of the best defense coordinators in the league, maybe even of all time. The guy got Ronaldo Hill, who was a defensive coordinator at San Diego, to give up being a defensive coordinator and be his assistant here because he believes in what he's doing and he knows that he might take over at some point because Vic Fangio's a little old. But you, you, you're getting these players. You're going to build a nasty defense. Defense wins championships. If the Dolphins average, if, if they do what they did with Tua on the field last year with this defense, they go to the Super Bowl. Guaranteed. If Tua's out, they got to build it up enough, a good, a good enough defense to, and hope Mike White or somebody else comes in and does what Brock Purdy did with the 49ers that they relied on that defense, and it wasn't until Purdy went down. The defense let up a bit. They ended up losing. But they're trying to build to win right now. I get it. Right now. I get now. it, and I, I like the moves. I like everything that they're doing. 
But I have heavy concerns for Tua, Armando. It's, you know, people are forgetting the golpe and the the live TV stream of his fingers across his face. Armando, that's his brain, dude. That's not him wanting to do that. That's his brain. So like I said, and I'm going to continue to say it, I love the moves. I'm going to support the Dolphins. I'm going to support Tua. But all of this is good, and all these moves are good until Tua goes into concussion protocol. If Tua does not go into concussion protocol and he has an amazing season, we build an amazing line, and he stays safe, all of this stuff is going to make 100% sense. But if we do all of this, and all of a sudden in week nine, he's out for the season because of some nonsense, we just wasted a year. I think they should have went out and got a quarterback. And they, they better hope Mike White comes in. and. Armando, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going <laughs> to tell, right tell you something right now. I'm going to tell you something right now. Aaron Rodgers probably going to the Jets. Aaron Rodgers, okay. But Aaron Rodgers or Brady with our two receivers, Tyreek Hill and Waddle, it's game over. It's game over. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't see how Brady can't be super successful with these two receivers. Even if he has to drop back two steps and just fire it. Like, these guys, you can play so much chess with these guys. But what if week nine, Tua goes down, how fast are they driving up to Sunny Isles to pick up? Uh, I think Brady's making a house right here in, in, in Indian Creek. <laughs> and he's living in not Sunny Isles, in Surfside. He, I, has a, he has a nice condo. No, and, and not just that, his boat was just delivered here a couple of days ago. Yep. So I don't know. Like, I just think that um, the tour for me is a big question mark, man. You know, I, I always I always say where, where there's smoke, there there's fire, right? Uh, you had a few people saying in, in Indy that they don't think Brady's done. And that he was looking at the Dolphins. And look, and I don't think he's looking at the Dolphins to play now, but I I, I could see him come in as an emergency. I could see what the Dolphins did with Jay Cutler that they called yeah. him midway through the season. Could totally see that happen. Hopefully not. You know, hopefully Tua stays healthy and, and you know, we tear it up and that defense That's falls what out. We hope. That's and, what we hope. And they do great. But, you know, I'm liking it. I want to see what else they do in free agency, but I'm pumped as a Dolphins fan. I can't wait. See what happens. And really quick, you know, boxing is is a sport I absolutely love. Um, used to host my own boxing show, Boxing During Dinner, with David Barry. I used to uh, host um, a, a out out for the count podcast with my with my boy uh, Victor Bermudez, and I covered boxing for for many 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 years. So when I when I when I talk now about boxing and and I'll see comments later on like, oh, Armando doesn't know what he's talking about. No, I know what I'm talking about. Covered it for oh, yeah, for for a very long oh, yeah, time. No, because I'm gonna talk boxing maybe for the second time yeah, yeah. in Didi Absolutely. Miami podcast history. But there might be somebody that's gonna tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about. But that's right. you're open uh, for conversation. <laughs> I'm I'm open for discussion. But the the fight I'm really hyped about is uh, Gervonta Davis and and Ryan Garcia. And listen, Gervonta Davis might be the hardest hitting fighter in all of boxing. Him and Deontay Wilder, hardest hitting fighters right now. Ryan Garcia, pure excitement. The kid's quick. He's flashy. Talks a big game. Bonitillo, little Oscar de la Hoya vibe. Ladies love him. Um, social media, through the roof. Millions of followers. That fight's going to be nice. The, the trash talk was nice. And I and I, I ultimately think Gervonta wins. But Ryan Garcia has a, a hell of a shot to beat him. Well, no, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I think Ryan Garcia is going to rock this guy. Hey, I would love that. I think Ryan I Garcia. Would love that. I, I think there's a big size difference here in height. 
There is. There's a big size difference here in height. There's a big power um, difference there's too. There's a big power difference. But I think this kid Ryan Garcia, the, I think he's I think he's the future, bro. Ryan Garcia has beautiful like movement. Beautiful hand like yeah, beautiful his hands. Technique, so good. He he throws a nice short left hook. Javante's very sound too. Good boxer. Gets on the inside. That's how he kills you because he's short. But he gets on the, the inside and if he uppercuts you, you're, you're, you're done. You're done. Uh, Ryan Garcia did get dropped against Luke Campbell. Not Luther Campbell from Two Life Two, <laughs> but Luke Campbell. And he and he went down hard. He went down like when talking about brain, he went down and his arm like yeah. now, like behind you know, and I was like, Oh God, like he's 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 done. And he stood up and he won that fight by knockout. And that's how you prove that you're a championship exactly. fighter when that happens. So Ryan Garcia, a lot of people are sleeping on him. I still my safe pick is Gervonta by knockout because when he touches, it's over. But watch out with Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia is the goods. I think he's a very good fighter. Quick hands. I'm super hyped for that fight. I can't wait. It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be and I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna have people over the night. I'm telling you from now. Absolutely. Come watch the fight. Absolutely. We're gonna uh, watch cause it. we're gonna have um a big, you know, a big showing here. My my I grew up, look, my my dad used to invite all his boys over to the house. My dad was old. My dad I've mentioned it many times. My dad passed away six years ago at ninety one. So he would have been ninety seven oh, now and I'm forty three. So he had me at fifty fifty five. He was fifty five when I was born. Um my my dad, so his friends were were viejos, you right. know, and when I was right. when I was a little kid, man, I used to, I used to love sitting with these old guys and talking boxing. Awesome, man. And just talking boxing with them and being, oh, porque te le va a ganar a fulano. And man, I was a boxing dweeb, man. I, I used to make my dad well not make, I used to ask my dad, Papi, open my ring magazine or KO magazine. <laughs> KO magazine came with a nice poster. And man, I used to study the rankings. Awesome. And and read all the names, and I knew about these like Thai fighters, um, the Galaxy Brothers. I never saw them fight live because they they were fighting in in um in Thailand, but I used to follow them. And um, dude, I I used to study this like like you know like nobody's business, man. So when he used to have the big fight parties, those were my favorite memories as a kid. You have a fight party here. Fight party. Fight party. My mom would make these sandwichitos. They were great. <laughs> my dad would buy peanuts and chicharrones. Ooh, and, the basics. You know, like, the little scotch for, <laughs> for los veteranos. For the you homies. Know? For the homies. And, and dude, we, we used to bla- have a blast. So for that night, I'm definitely having a party. Absolutely. And another big fight, David Benavides and Caleb Plant. These guys are light heavyweights. Um, well, super middleweights are you know kind of in between super middleweight and light heavyweight right now. They're still at super middleweight. But Caleb Plant coming off a big knockout. He lost to Canelo. David Benavides, big fighter. I want him to fight Canelo. I think he beats Canelo. Uh, his only problem was that he, when he was top, top, top of the game with a world title, he got busted. A little bit of, little bit of coke okay. in the system. All right. Um, forgiven. Came back. He's done a lot of good. And this fight against Caleb Plant is gonna be lit. Awesome. Awesome fight. Are they the same day? These fights back to no, back. No, th- this one's uh in uh, next week, March twenty fifth. Okay. Super hyped for that fight as well. Another another pay per view. I I I'm not liking the pay per views. I think some of these fights deserve to be on Showtime. Of course, absolutely. You know, um, I miss HBO Boxing. Bring it back. Bring it back. They need to bring back HBO Boxing. Best theme, best play by play, best everything. My my late friend Harold Letterman used to do the the scoring. They need to bring it back. Yeah, they need to HBO bring it back. Boxing was nice. The pay per views are getting a little out of control. Well, the pay per view. Everything's a pay per view. Everything's a pay per view. What are we Listen. looking at pay per views nowadays? 100, 120 bucks. 
about 80, 80 bucks. Nice. Probably the cheapest one. Coño, it was back, like fifty bucks back then. And, but yeah. you look, man, Don King gets gets a, he gets crapped on a lot. You know, sure he did he did some things that nobody should be proud of, right? Um, like Mike Tyson said, you know, I look how much I got charged for a towel, and it was like ten thousand dollars for one towel. You know, Don King was pocketing it. I get it, you know. But a couple of things about Don King. And, and I'm not just saying that this because he hired me a couple of times to do Spanish uh, public relations. Mm-hmm. But but Don King used to get you fights. And I remember this guy from Paraguay one time. He got a, a big fight uh, against a world champion. And he signed for $300,000. Somebody asked him, oh, but, you know, por qué? Why'd you sign? Por qué? You know, con Don King. As a crook. And he said, with what other, con cual otro promotor, yo voy a ganar 300 mil dólares. But what other, what other promoter am I going to make make 300000 He got you paid. I don't care if he takes 25% from that. It's more money than I've ever made in my life. Yeah. And Don King used to stack these pay-per-views from top to bottom. Chavez used to fight. Chavez fought on an undercard of Mike Tyson with Roberto Duran and oh. Terry Norris. And, and he used to get Felix Trinidad on undercards of Chavez. Come on. Yeah. Now, now those fights were both be pay-per-views, yep. Yep. you know, individually pay-per-views. It's too much. You know, how much money do these people want people to spend? I'm on the and, and, and then you, and then you, you know, like I, I argue, you know, when people tell me, oh, boxing's dead, but boxing shoots itself in the foot a whole lot. And, and it's not only the bad decisions and all that, you know, but people are human. People make errors, but this whole thing of like, oh yeah, there's big fight, but it's 50, 70 bucks on you. Make it open. Like, I'm talking about these fights, and most people aren't going to be able to see it. I mean, though, if, if you're, you know, some people stream it. You're not supposed to, but some people will stream it. Make it popular for the kids. Let, let them watch boxing. I grew up watching boxing at 4.30 on a, on a Saturday because they used to put it on at, on ABC or, or CBS. Yeah. Armando, uh, going back real quick to what you were saying about the Don King thing. Um, the guy made it made it happen, bro. Like, I got the job done. He got the fighters. Absolutely. He got the fights. Wasn't the cleanest guy in making the deals? Made the deals, though. He made were, the deals. Were you making the deals? Were the guys next to you making the deals? They weren't making the deals, were they? But this guy was a little shady. We get it. But, hey. They they all are. Hey, don't do Most business of, a, lot, a lot hey. of them are. There's some Say good no. ones. Hey. Some good ones in hey, boxing. But you know what, Armando? <laughs> how many years was Don King running this for? How many years? How many years? A long time. A lot of people. And, and he's, hey. he's still promoting hey. a little bit. It's a lot of yeses to a be lot. with a crook. A lot. Right? Right? That's a lot of yeses. Yeah, let's do business to to be with a quote unquote crook, right? Ah, come on, man. It's just the way it goes. I love Don King. <laughs> man, those those cards were amazing. They were they were like all 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 day, yep. all day, all day cards. But uh, and his interviews were always great. Absolutely, <laughs> only in America. <laughs> but yeah, Mike, this has been fun. We talked a little boxing, some football, some WBC, some academy. We love it. Twenty six in the books. Yep, and also our kids feel better. Yes, Something going around, man. There's nothing worse than a sick kid, huh? Nothing worse, man. It makes you feel nothing. so bad. I Helpless. feel terrible. But episode 26, 27 next week. Thanks for listening. See ya.